Today on City Cash Chicago, if you're new to the show, on Fridays, I like to look back on some stories from the week, right? But instead of me picking all the news, I like to bring in a couple guests and experience the city through their eyes. You feel me? I want to know what story was on their mind, which one deserved more hype and some good news to get us through the weekend. I've got the co-host of Chicago's Queer and Now, a new podcast from Chicago Reader that explores queer life in the city. And just like how amazing it is to be a queer person. Adam and I are both just in loving relationships and happily out at work and just like have so many like happy privileges right now in being queer. It's Friday, September 17th. I'm Jacoby Cochran and this is CityCast Chicago. Let me share my sincere appreciation with the new hosts of Chicago's Queer Now, Adam Rhodes and Taryn Allen, both from the Chicago Reader. I appreciate y'all joining me on CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. For people listening, Chicago Queer Now is a new podcast from the Chicago Reader, and it explores not only both of your queer identities, but what is Chicago's larger queer community look like? Taryn, I want to start with you. What has the launch of the podcast been like for you? It's been so cool. Like, I never thought I'd be really handed a podcast on a silver platter. The feedback has just been amazing. I have, like, such supportive friends and family. And, again, people who I didn't even expect to listen are coming up to me and just being like, this is awesome and I'm so excited for it. Adam, what is these first couple of episodes, what is, what is making it been like for you? I have to say, it's just been, like, so much uh, queer joy, really. I feel like the world can be, like, really tough to be a queer person a lot of the time. And it's just so much fun to, like, sit down with another queer person, being Taryn, and just, like, have fun and talk about how much fun it is to be queer. Um, so it's fun to just really, like, stand in my identity, enjoy being queer, and create uh, queer content that I know is going to be helpful to people. Let's jump into the stories that we were thinking about this week. And we're going to start off with that story that was on your mind, maybe on your colleagues' minds throughout the week. And Adam, I'm going to kick it to you. Can you start us off? What was a story you couldn't look away from? The story I've actually been really, really paying attention to is the story that Maya Dukmasova, the last cover story she wrote for us about James Allen's convictions. Um, and I'm, I've been particularly interested in that this week because one of those convictions was overturned. Um, yeah, and after, the murder of Robert Sorowski. Yeah, it was really wild that like after waiting for this hearing for 13 years, for more than a decade, it was a four-minute hearing. So it took four minutes after this person had waited for 13 years. Um, and Maya's piece is just so expertly reported and expertly written. Um, I remember when it first came out, I literally printed it off and sat in like the living room with it and just like went through it. And it was just a masterclass of journalism. Yeah. For people listening, you have to go to the Chicago Reader's website and read Maya's work. And then on the podcast, we covered it as well. And, and if you're not familiar, James Allen, when he was a late teenager, he was convicted in a robbery and then ultimately charged with the death of a police officer who was at that robbery scene. Uh, he later got paroled for that. And then in the couple years that he was out, he was implicated in two murders, ultimately uh, convicted, locked up. And this past week, he had that most recent case overturned and he still got two other murders hanging on his head where there is a lot of evidence that says, you know, James might not have been the person behind um, either of those murders. And, and again, Maya's work was so well done. Uh, Adam, you said it perfectly, a masterclass 
in in journalism. Well, well, let's move into a story that we thought deserved more attention this week. Was there a story this week, Taryn, that you thought deserved more attention, more hype than it was getting? Well, I'm actually going to throw this to Adam because their story <laughs> about the bar, Nobody's Darling, which just opened up, uh, is is one of my favorites. So, Adam, you can talk about what it was like to report on that. Yeah, totally. Um, so, if you don't know, there's a new bar in the city called Nobody's Darling. It's owned by two black queer women in Andersonville. It's a high-end cocktail bar, and it's named Nobody's Darling after the Alice Walker poem. The owner's have tried really, really hard to create a space, not just for black queer women, but for people of all stripes. And they've mentioned that like, even that, you know, like straight people come in, people from the South side, like it really is just this like microcosm of inclusivity in Andersonville. And I think it's important to note that it's only like the second black owned queer bar in the city outside of Jeffrey pub. Yeah. Over in South shore. Yeah. And this is amid ongoing issues in the queer community, not just in Chicago, but I think everywhere over its inclusivity and whether queer people of color really have the space and the power that um, more privileged queer folks like white gay men have. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Angela Barnes and Renata Riddle, the owners of Nobody's Darling. Uh, Taryn, have you been able to visit yet? Not yet, but it's been on my list. I'm really excited to go. I know there's such a history of like specifically lesbian bars just disappearing in the last couple decades. And obviously there is such a privilege to being queer in this day and age, but there is this whole section of queer culture that we missed out on in the last couple decades because it has closed down or just become more targeted toward like white gay men and stuff like that. So I think I'm excited to check it out as a just like more unique space for queer women. And they kind of brand it as like a home for outcasts, which I think is really Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're excited for that first glass of Riesling. Right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes, uh, come I, on, Riesling. Oh, you've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate y'all putting me up on this bar. I, I was not familiar with this story, but I remember having John Hansen on, and he told me about a Jeffrey's Pub. And it was another one of those moments where it just reminds me that, you know, in this city, there are, are, are pockets that many of us don't experience don't get to see. And, and I'm glad I had y'all to like open my eyes to something else happening in the city. Adam, I know you covered Nobody's Darling for the reader this week, but was there another story on your mind that you thought deserved more attention this week? We're all really talking about it. And so I don't know if it needs more attention, but it's just, it blows my mind. The Gardner FBI probe story that like... He's, I think the FBI probe has gotten less attention than the text messages. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like people saw the text messages and was like, oh, he's mean. He's like retaliating against people. But like, no, the federal government is now looking into this. And I, I mean, just like peak Chicago. And it's so wild to watch. Yeah. And so, again, if you haven't been following it, the 45th War Alder person, Jim Gardner, has been under fire for misogynistics sexist and overall like vulgar and just like mean mean text messages to constituents political opponents and the city as well as the fbi have said there is probable cause that maybe this man is using his aldermanic powers to retaliate against his constituents his political opponents and that goes beyond calling somebody a bitch in a text message right But, but the fbi thing is specific to um i believe taking bribes or demanding money to carry out his responsibilities, his obligations. And so we're not only looking at vulgar text messages, we're not only looking at retaliation, denying people potential permits in the neighborhood, but now we're looking at 
the alderman taking bribes potentially as well as soliciting bribes. And, you know, that little apology, like, I'm not, I don't give a damn. I didn't watch enough TikTok, YouTube apologies to know that, you know, they worth uh, about as far as I can throw them. (laughs) Right. For real. And even the mayor was just like, so that was awkward. Um, I have concerns about the fact that the alderman chose the floor of the city council and, and in my view, put his colleagues, I think, in a very awkward position. Like when your apology is described as awkward, I think you did it wrong, friend. Our last category for the show, arguably my favorite, is some good news <laughs> to get the people through the weekend. So we like to look at a moment of joy. Taryn, I'm turning you first. Did you have some good news to get the people through the weekend? Yeah, we were just going to kind of plug Chicago Queer now because this week's, conversation, this week's conversation was about queer joy as you mentioned um and just like how amazing it is to be a queer person Adam and I are both just in loving relationships and happily out at work and just like have so many like happy privileges right now in being queer and we're and we're looking forward to another episode on Tuesday we're going to be talking about kind of how the pandemic has changed our identities for sure I I want to steal something from your your podcast real really quick because I loved your answer and you talked about what queer joy what some good news might look like for future Taryn mm-hmm. can, can you kind of share for my listeners just like a small piece of what is what do you hope that joy looks like for you down the road yeah Adam and I talked about just that like queer joy is me being happy and healthy with my partner Monica that we um continue to find more like queer friends in the city and more queer community we also talked about on a larger scale how like queer joy goes beyond just the two of us as young Chicagoans obviously and that that queer joy is is abolition and queer joy is just like freedom to express yourself and kind of like a a gender free and gender full world yeah uh, Adam, I want to kick it to you. Uh, you got some good news for the people going into the weekend? Well, damn, I don't know if I can top that, but uh, my good <laughs> news is um, just on a personal note, I am finally taking a trip to see some friends in New York City that I had to put off uh, last year. I moved to Chicago from New York, so I'm really excited to go see all of the friends that I left behind. I was originally supposed to go to New York in March of 2020, and we mm. all knew what happened that month, so it's literally been like, more than a year and a half that I've been waiting to see my friends and it. We just have like so much planned and I'm so excited. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited for you. I getting to travel again. I'm, I'm going to a, a wedding this weekend oh, and, nice. and I'm not going to be live pre pandemic. I was wedded. I was wedding out. I was like, <laughs> don't invite me. Please don't invite me. Right. Um, and now I'm like, I'm clamoring for it. I'm like, I can't wait to, to go see my homies who has been. For real. Um, my some good news requires a little bit of a story. Um, so the top of this week was really difficult for me because uh, I woke up on Sunday to the news of the shooting in West Pullman that okay. left five people injured and one person dead. And not only did I wake up to the story, but I woke up to some missed calls Mm. uh, from one of my best friends because the off-duty firefighter and EMT um, who was unfortunately hit uh, was one of our good friends. And I cried so much Sunday morning. 
like so much because of the story, the fact that he has three kids, the fact that it was a birthday party, the fact that one of our friends was like responding to the scene and they are childhood friends and, and had to to witness it. Um, sorry. It, it just, yeah, it really fucked me up. And Tim, Tim E, a.k.a. Drilla, uh, he's responding through blinking. Um, they got him on a treatment in hopes that um, his spinal cord will be okay. Um, and my, my friend had to remind me that I, I, for as much hurt and much pain that, that we are in, that we, we have to count this as a, as a win, as a small blessing that he is still here. And for all of the people in our city who are dealing with gun violence directly or indirectly, I know that it's really hard to find moments of joy when you're losing family and friends, when your family and friends are fighting for their life. I have to say that because I have to stay hopeful for Tim, for his family, for his friends. I have to stay optimistic. And, and those are not things I find it really easy to navigate into. Um, our condolences are with his family because he did lose someone in his family. And again, our condolences are, are with all of those who continue to to kind of live in this gun violence pandemic. But again, I'm, I'm just, uh, I want to share that joy that, that my boy is still here um, and that he's still fighting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. If there's anything that we can do to support you or Tim or anything, like, please let us know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think that's a, a good pick. And also to acknowledge just that some of the most, most joyful things aren't the easiest. Like it takes strength to kind of like seek out the joy in that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's still worth feeling. Um, so yeah, thought, thoughts to you and, and Tim and his family and yeah, everyone affected by the situation. Yeah, totally. And I appreciate y'all for that. Again, even though we, you know, come to the end of the show on that note, I hope people uh, were able to feel the joy throughout this episode. I know I'm extremely grateful to have had both Taryn Allen and Adam Rose, the new host of Chicago Queer Now, a podcast from the Chicago Reader, to sit down and shoot the shit with your boy. It really is uh, a privilege and an honor to do what I do every single day. And I'm grateful uh, that y'all made time for us. And I'm so excited for what y'all have ahead of y'all. Great. Thank you so much. It was we're so, so excited to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Before I let you go, I got to give a huge shout out to Southside Weekly, whose 2021 Best of the Southside is available now. You're going to want to pick that up. You might just see a familiar face. In honor of this year's list, I collab with newsletter writer Sydney Madden to put out my own little favorites from the Southside. You can check it out and sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. I got to give love to our producers who make this show what it is. Lead producer Carrie Shepard and producer Simone Alisea. And thank you to Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop for our music. As always, I got to say my last appreciation for you. Thanks for riding with us for another week. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Our producers will be behind the mic on Monday. Peace. podcast love there's enough to go around <laughs>